0: Hey, Jesus fans, welcome to True North Podcast, where we grow closer to God together. This podcast was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas, and our host, Pastor Ed Snyder. To find out more about this podcast, visit our website at truenorthdfw.org. Now let's join Pastor Snyder in a new direction and a new destination. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of True North Podcast with your host, yours truly, Pastor Snyder. Man, I am so glad that you're here today, and I am super jazzed about the stats that are coming in for True North Podcast with Pastor Snyder. The numbers are going up. We're gaining listeners, and so I want to say right now how much I appreciate you, you are listener, for tuning in to True North Podcast each week and grabbing the content that we are delivering it is a blessing to us, and we're very thankful that we're able to visit with you each week and give you something that is going to make your life better and, of course, draw you closer in your relationship with God. And so, again, welcome to True North Podcast. Uh, the book is just going crazy. We're very, very excited about the results there. Our book is a uh, uh, little cliche flying off the shelf. Uh, not really, it's an Amazon.com, but it Anyway, lots of people are grabbing the book and I'm starting to get feedback on how many people are reading and what they're getting from it and how much they're enjoying it. We do have an online course that is in development. We're unpacking the book as we packed it up from the lessons into a book. Now we're unpacking it even better than it ever has been, and we will be publishing an online uh, uh, course very, very soon. So let's get into the content. We'll be right back. Okay, so today we're talking about, and as you know, if you have followed us for any time at all, we are covering Control the Beast, which is each chapter of the book to introduce you to the book. And of course, I strongly encourage you to go out to Amazon.com and search for Control the Beast, Ed Snyder, and it'll pop by the book and read each chapter as you are listening to each episode Uh, over the next several weeks. 12 chapters, so it'll be 12 episodes, and we are on episode number 26, or chapter four of the book, Mr. Beastie's Game. We're going to be talking about blame and responsibility in controlling our emotions. This is something that is very, very important, and we really need to grab a hold of this, is the blame game and the lack of responsibility. So let's get into it. And as we know, as human beings, it is normal for a human to kind of put off blame when we feel like we're in trouble. You know, nobody's taught your children how to lie or how to be deceitful or even how to steal. That, unfortunately, is an inborn trait, as the psalmist said in uh, David in the book of Psalms, that I was born and shapen in iniquity. So uh, it is our nature to sin. It is our nature to blame. It is our nature to lie. And we are talking about how through the help of God can change our behavior. And so, again, it's normal. Uh, You're not a freak. You're not a weirdo because uh, you are in the blame game. The the kicker is you've got to get out of that. You can't play games with the beast. And so, again, as a child, we are really into this. We're always, always uh, blaming somebody else as a child when i when we were raising our children, who are both grown and and uh, doing well, there was a fifth person there was my wife and I and our two children, but there was always a fifth person in our house because when something went wrong, I would go to one and they'd say "Oh no i didn't do it i'd go to the other one no, i didn't do it. they did it." And uh, I, my wife. Do you know anything about this? No, I don't know nothing about it. So it's always that fifth person that that always caught the blame of what just went down. But the problem here's the problem, the real challenge that is ahead of us. If we don't get proper training as a child, we're moving into adulthood with the same technique never accepting responsibility for our actions and always blaming somebody else or something else in how or what went down. And so to be able to be successful, to be able to have strong, healthy relationships, we cannot play games with the beast and so it's a vicious circle that we get caught in. You know, I, I, I'm sure you remember how your mother or someone in your life taught you about a lie—how that you got to you tell one lie, then you got to tell another lie to get out of the first lie, and then you got to tell another lie to get out of the second and first lie, and, and on and on and on. It's just a, a vicious cycle that never stops. Well, this game that we play with the beast is virtually the same thing. It is a vicious vicious circle that just keeps going round and round and nothing gets accomplished. Let me let me give you uh, some examples. Like in an industrial plant, the workers are blamed for slow and inferior produ- production of a product. The workers then blame the supervisors for not setting reasonable production goals or and or for failing to provide quality equipment or materials. The supervisors then blame the upper-level management for failing to supply them with uh, sufficient funding to do their jobs. The bosses or upper-level management then blames the public for uh, wanting a least expensive possible product. And the, the public then blames the company for marketing an inferior product. And again, it just keeps going on and on. In athletics, let's take a look at the football team. The football team is blamed for poor records. Uh, the quarterback is blamed for uh, blames the receiver for dropping passes or running poor routes the offensive line for not blocking well enough to give him time, or the offensive coordinator for poor play calling. The receiver then blames the quarterback for poor passing. The offensive coordinator blames the head coach for uh, supplying him with such sorry players. The head coach then blames the personnel director for drafting so many weak players. The personnel director blames the owner for being a uh, tight-fisted miser, and the owner then blames the fans for not paying more for tickets. And again, it goes on and on and on. So let's now bring it uh, closer to us in the home. In the home, when violence erupts, we start playing games with the beast. You know, the children are mouthy, noisy, lazy, dirty. Uh, they're res- disrespectful. Small babies just would not stop whining or crying. They made someone shake them or hit them. The mother is at fault. She should be raising better children. She should be raised, uh, be a better housewife. The floors should be cleaner. The dishes uh, needs to be put away. The food should be better. She's spending too much money on household expenses. She contributes uh, contributed more. To things, what things would be better? You, you you see, you're playing the game with the beast. Uh, if she smiles or talks to people, she's flirting or sending sexual signals. And if she doesn't, then she's cold and unfriendly. So again, you see how this game that we play with the beast never ends well for us. Now, out of those three scenarios that I just shared with you, I want you to think about the common denominator. What actually did not happen in that? Blame happened, and the lack of responsibility happened. But what did not happen in all three of those scenarios, nothing was resolved you see, it's just a vicious circle. It keeps going around and around and around. And if we don't get a hold of what we are dealing with and take responsibility, we're going to be caught in this trap playing the game with the beast forever. And so our life's going to be a mess. We're constantly going to be stressed out. We're, we're going to constantly being, have, feel the anxiety if we don't stop it. If we don't put the, the brakes on this, the problems will continue, and here's the deal. When you play the game with the beast, it gets bigger and bigger every cycle it takes. So the situation will self-destruct in an explosion of blame if we keep playing this with the beast. The only way, folks, the only way to put a stop to the problem is for someone to begin to take responsibility for their own actions. Now, folks, I know I hit a chord right there, but we've got to understand that that, you know, I'm I'm not taking I'm not taking responsibility for the other person. Very true. You know, in a shouting match, you can't be responsible for the Igmo. And remember what an IGMO is. It's an ignorant moron Igmo. You can't you can't take responsibility for the igmo and what they're yelling or screaming, but you can take responsibility how you react to the igmo. If you start yelling and screaming, what what do you think just happened? You just crawled in the same hole that they're in. Now you're an igmo because igmo just drug you down to igmo status. And so again, that's that's where we become the the important part of this game that we play with the beast is we've got to say, stop. I'm not doing this. I'm not arguing this point. I'm not getting drug into this. I'm taking responsibility for my part. Maybe I should have said something different, or I shouldn't have said something, or maybe I should have said something and didn't say it. Whatever the case is, we've got to stop the game, and we've got to take responsibility for our, our actions. When you take a responsibility for your actions. I promise you, your world's going to get better. Your relationships are going to become stronger, and they're going to start to heal. So again, the blame game has a component of the way you have been living. It's the, it's it's time to examine. It's time to take inventory. It's time to take a deep look inside of us, not the people around us, not the people that that we think is the problem. You know, folks. We you know, it's the girlfriend, the wife, the husband. It's the the coworker. It's the boss, uh, the manager. It's it's that that person, this person. It's the person driving next to me on the freeway, or whatever it may be. It really isn't. It's time to stop and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? What can I do to change the situation? And when you take responsibility for your part. Again, folks, I'm telling you, life's going to change. Now, here's something that we have to understand that many times anger results from frustrations. Anger is always a secondary emotion. There's always a primary uh, fear, depression, um, stress, the big kahuna, frustration. And when those primary emotions are not managed, kept in check then we start playing games with the beast and frustration arises when our we feel like our personal rights have been violated. You know, we, we all have personal rights. We all have our space that belongs to us and we all have things that we should be able to do. But really, Here's, here's where it gets down to. We feel like that our personal rights or our personal space has been in, invaded. Somebody is insulting us. Somebody is, is violating something that we feel is right. Now let, let's take a look at some of this. Any intelligent person would agree that each of us have certain rights. Though what are those rights? Well, you, you have the right uh, to your personal opinion. Now, when I go through these, I'm going to I'm going to give you the personal or the right that you have. But then there's the game changer is the choice. What you choose to do with that personal right, that brings an outcome. Okay, so the first one is the right to have your personal opinion. You do. You you have the right to your personal opinion. The problem is, is how do you express that opinion? It's not what you say. It's how you say it that's making the difference. If you come at just guns a-blazing and, and fists a-swinging or come at, come at that person with your personal opinion aggressively, I mean, we're seeing that today right now in our country where people have personal opinions and they're burning buildings down because that this is my right to say it. It's it's not what they're saying, it's how they're saying it. The next one is the right to decide who I associate with and who my friends are. That is very true. You have the right to decide who you hang out with. The challenge or the problem is who they are. Are they quality people or are they troublemakers? Are they of the same attitude and spirit that you're trapped in right now? So birds of the feather flock together. And sometimes we talked about this in cleaning up your environment. You need to take a look at the company that you keep. So again, yes, you do have the right to decide who you associate with and who your friends are. The outcome is going to be who are those friends and are they quality people? Because anybody you ever hang out with needs to be, uh, needs to help you step up your friendships in your life needs you to go to a higher level, not a lower level. The next one is I have a right to go where I want to go. And that is very, very true. Again, it depends on where you're going. It depends on the environment, the place, the atmosphere, what's happening. You know, you ever heard the saying, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and got in trouble. There you go. You exercised your right on where you wanted to go, but the choice that you made brought an outcome that didn't turn out too well. The next one is, I have a right to go, or excuse me, I have a right to spend my money. And that is very true. Buddy, you're talking to somebody right here that values their money. If I work hard, and I do work hard, and I earn that money, that's my money. You ain't going to mess with it. That's my money. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, again, the right to spend your money. But again, your choices. What are you spending your money on? Is you spending your money on a on an investment in a in a house, real estate, so it earns equity? Or are you blowing it at the arcade? Are you blowing it? Let's get real at the bar. Or are you blowing it on on junk that that has no value and is not going to bring in a return? So again, folks, we can go in to a whole nother episode on on money management, but you do have the right to spend your money, but the choice that you make is going to bring a positive or a negative outcome. The right to speak my mind. It kind of ties in with the first one, personal opinion. Yes, you do have a right to speak your mind, and it goes back to the same principle or the same choice. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And then, of course, the last one that we all have heard many times is I have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And again, what are the choices that you're making in exercising your personal rights? Are they bringing a positive or a negative outcome? Take a look at it, examine it hard, and most of all, be honest with yourself. Okay, let's, uh, let, let's, let's get a little definitions. Rights. Again, we talked about it, and they're defined by Webster as this, as something to which one has a just claim, such as a power or privilege, to which one is justly entitled. And again, you have a right to your personal opinion, to your friends and who you hang out with, to where you want to go, to the money that you want to spend, to speak your mind, and of course, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, here's how this works. Conflict conflicts uh, results when one person is attempting to fulfill their personal rights tries to override the personal rights of someone else When you're in a discussion, when you're having a a discussion, I'm not going to call it an argument, but there's something that needs to be resolved. There's the disagreement or whatever. The right thing to do is to hear them out, to listen to them, not play games with the beast and say, well, if you would have done this different, if you would have said this, look, look in your own backyard. What did you do? Take responsibility for your part. And again, we've got to take a look at that. Now, responsibility, when I'm in the classroom and I'm teaching this in, in, in a group setting, I always I have it on a, on a slide that responsibility breeds accountability. Now, those are two dirty words to people that are out of control. They don't want to talk about responsibility, and they don't want to talk about accountability. Now, the way the slide looks when i say response ability breeds accountability it's really two two different words it's how we respond our response ability leads to accountability okay um here here's here's an example of that. Years ago, I was uh case manager for a nonprofit in Virginia. And um it was working with ex ex uh, offenders coming out and getting their life together, getting back on track and all of that and and Control the Beast was a part of that program. And so um I, I my office manager was this elderly little African American lady that was just as sweet as can be. And, you know, I've got experience in what I'm doing and all of that. I could have took the attitude. And I'm not reporting to some lady. I'm not reporting to some person that's about ready to retire. You know, I, I know more than her. Nope i I became accountable because she was the office manager when I left to go teach a course somewhere I gave her where I was going and when I'll be back. I told her when I was going to lunch if she needed a report i I got it I, I did everything I was supposed to do. I was accountable to her, and I was responsible for my actions and where she knew every minute of every day of my work day of my work hours. And then when I needed something, like I remember distinctively how I came and I said, hey, I need a projector to travel with me on these different presentations that I'm doing. That little lady like to broke her leg trying to find in the budget money to buy me a projector. And she did. So, again, good response, good accountability will bring you things that you would never get before trying it playing games with the beast. Now. Let's again, I'm kind of big on definitions, responsibility is defined by Webster as the quality or state of being morally, legally, and mentally accountable. So responsibility and accountability goes tightly together. And again, as adults, we must become aware not only of your personal rights, but also the personal responsibilities that you have and res- personal responsibilities exist on several le- levels. There's an, there's a saying, a quote that I've used for years. Don't know who actually came up with the quote uh, originally, but here it is. The power of a man's greatness is in his ability to surrender. Let me say that again. The power of a man's greatness is in his ability to surrender. I want you to think about that. Sometimes we think, I got to go macho. I got to, mm, Mr. Tough and all that. No, your greatness lies in the ability for you to surrender. Or in other words, become accountable. Become responsible for your own actions and what you say. So, again, responsibility. Responsibility to our families, Responsibility to those that are over us, those that are at our job, whether they're jerks, uh, whether they are on on an ego trip, it does not matter. Our job, our responsibility is to be responsible and accountable and do what we're supposed to do. Go, we're going to be talking about nine levels of relationships later and how to handle toxic relationships in a future episode. Stay tuned and you, you'll want to hear that. That'll help you out a whole lot in making this work. Again, we cannot play games with the beast. So, a man. Now, let me take something that may be a little, unfortunately, a little foreign to our society today, but the man of the house should be the one guiding or having the rudder in the water and guiding his family. The man needs to take responsibility for making that marriage work, for raising the children in a safe and happy environment, and providing integrity to the family unit. That's the man's responsibility, and so, folks, you know, in today's world, you know, the happy environment, happy environment does not mean expensive stuff. Okay, you, you, to be happy, we don't have to live on a be in a beachfront property. We don't have to live with expensive cars in the driveway. Happiness is not equaled to materialism. Happiness is with the state that you're at right now. It doesn't matter if you got a lot of money or or no money. Get some cardboard boxes and and create a tunnel through your living room and crawl through there with your kids. Play with them and create a happy and safe environment, all right? Really, it's our patriotic responsibility. Uh, Every man should have that patriotic responsibility that grows out of our responsibility to our families, okay? That's our responsibility. We have a responsibility to our friends. Now, true friends. There's another old saying that I want to share with you. True friends are like diamonds; they're precious and rare. False friends are like the lottom leaves; they're everywhere. So you know, they're after you know. Can I get a ride? Or can I? Uh, can I borrow some money? Can I? You know, do do whatever. And 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 then as soon as your money's gone or your gas is gone, they're gone. True friends are there. Through the thick and the thin, through the tough and the easy, and so friends are not just people that we know; they are those that we have dep- we have depended on in a time of need or trouble. Friend, friendship is a two way road, not a one way street. So when some when we need something and we ask a friend to help and they help, guess what? It's going to be your turn, and so that friend needs help. You drop everything and go help that friend. That's what responsibility is to our friends. That's what real friends do. And so, again, our jobs, sorry, our jobs is, excuse me, I'm so sorry. We are, we have a responsibility to our jobs to get up, show up, put in a good day's work. And again, if we do all of this, guess what's going to happen? We're going to feel really, really good about ourselves. And when we feel good about ourselves, our self-esteem goes up. And when our self-esteem goes up, we have confidence. We know who we are. And we're not going to get trapped in the beast game, playing the game of, of blame and responsi- lack of responsibility. When we take responsibility and we become accountable and we understand who we are and we quit playing games with the beast and trying to, trying to win, you're never going to win that, that battle so just take responsibility and walk away that's the best thing that you can do you cannot reason <laughs> here we go i'm going to end this in uh, this episode with this you cannot you cannot re- reason with an ignorant person folks you can't fix stupid you just can't do it so why stoop to it why bow to that walk away and live life happy and live life knowing. I got this together. I got this. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, uh, Mr. Beastie's Game, Blame and Responsibility. It is chapter four of the book, Control the Beast. I want to encourage you to please go to Amazon.com and do a search for Control the Beast, Ed Snyder. It'll pop. Buy the book and read the book each each week with us on these episodes. And again, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Help me out a little bit. Share this, share this podcast podcast. Send it to your friends and let them know, hey, this guy's talking some pretty decent stuff and let's let's grow our audience. And if you'd like, go to truenorthdfw.org and uh, sign up for our True North community. We got some free stuff going on there and that's where you're going to know our online courses is live and published and all kinds of great things that are happening. So until then, God bless you and let's have a great day on purpose. See you next week. Thank you for joining us at True North Podcast. You can find us on iHeartRadio or any other podcasting platform. If you want to have any questions, visit us at truenorthdfw.org. We'll catch you all next week.